This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Seven two seven B E C K is uh, our telephone number if you'd like to try it sometime during the course of the show. If not, it's okay. We're not going to hold it against you if you don't want to call. No, I am. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. So you want everyone in the audience to call? I'll hunt you down like a dog if you don't call. Like a dog. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. I will. I don't. I, mean, I don't I, take kindly to that kind of thing. I think you know free you know will I mean? is important. No. And if you want to, no, it isn't. So just whatever the host says on the TV. Yeah. Don't. You can have free will with your call once you get on the air, but that's right. Call. You can you can call about whatever you want, but you do have to call. Really? <laughs> yes. Is that a new requirement to the show? Yeah. No. It's yes. Okay. Just check in. You know, yes. uh, mm-hmm. every every show we just need you to call triple eight seven twenty seven Beck and just check in. Just let us know you're here. Right. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven Beck is the number to call. <laughs> Um, last night, Donald Trump was in Dallas, and uh, he was at the, the AAC, as we like to call it here, in the uh, Metroplex. And it, it, they kept saying it was a sold-out appearance. It wasn't sold out, no. at least not to capacity. I mean, this, the, the both upper decks were completely, completely empty. empty. Right. I mean, there's, so there's zero people sitting in now, half the stadium. Now, it's still I'm a good crowd. I'm not saying that the lower bowl plus the floor is nothing. Because no, that's, that's a, a lot. Good crowd for that's a freaking political good, rally. That's a dang good crowd. Um, now, the tickets I, were free. People were, yeah, of course the tickets were free, but still, it's a it's a political guy, and and you can give away free tickets to uh, John Kasich, and eight people would show up. <laughs> eight. Now, now that, a, that includes Kasich. That includes Kasich and his family. Okay. There's one other person who likes him in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay. Uh, who lost her mind about 16 years ago, and she would show up. But but this was a crowd of, I don't know, I would guess 10,000. Now, local news reports said 15. That's Whatever. That's a good crowd. For it's a, a good crowd. Rally. Sure. It's a good crowd. Uh, but he had nothing to say. I mean, literally just babbling nonsense. <laughs> oh, no, I, I have it right here. That's not true. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Share with us the really, like, the important stuff that he said. Okay, we'll start from, let's see. Okay. So, you know. Okay. That's a good start. I have a little debate coming up on Wednesday. Right. We heard about that. I hear my, let's call them opponents. Okay. Can I call them opponents? I don't know. Can you? We're allowed to do that, right? As far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Let's stop there for a moment. What? <clears throat> what is that? What is he talking about? Is there any rational reason to say the phrase, uh... I have a little debate coming up. I hear my, let's call them opponents. Can I call them opponents? Is there a controversy over using the word opponents? <laughs> no, there 
<laughs> no, he's just no. better than them. That's what he's, I'm thinking. He's, he's not even. So they're not are worthy. They, of are they being worthy on the even of being him. called opponents? Right, right, I right. think is what he's saying. Okay, so uh, can I call them opponents? We're allowed to do that, right? You know, New York was very nice to you people last night. You know that, right? Now there, he's, he's referring to the uh, Cowboys Giants game where the Giants handed the yeah, game. Yeah, without to them. explaining what he's talking about, he, right. he speaks in these non sequiturs, right? And it's really irritating to me, and I guess his, his supporters must love it. Mm. But he, he'll just one non-related thought after another. He's sort of like the Twitter of human beings. Yeah, he kind of is. It's kind of like really short, unrelated phrases yeah. that don't actually mean anything. Without it's, punctuation. You're right. Well, this is mm -hmm. actually, we're onto something here. Um, and New York uh, was very nice to you people last night. You know that right. They, uh, did they hand you that game? They handed it. Did they hand you that game? They handed it. They handed it. That's a brilliant statement. I said, I am going to have the friendliest audience. Sit down. I'm going to have the friendliest audience. <laughs> so I wasn't. Okay, so he's talking about the game. Mm -hmm. No, well, he, well, he's talking about the and debate. he's talking about the debate. Then, then he's talking he about the, the game. Debate. Then he was calling about the game. Then he was talking about the audience. Okay, they handed you the game. They handed it. Then... I, it's going to be a friendly audience. Mm -hmm. Sit down. <laughs> and sit down. I'm going to have the friendliest audience. Okay. So I wasn't sure. About Was I? What? what? About what? You don't. You have not followed this. No. <laughs> gotta be Are honest. Are you serious? I gotta be honest. He's now I, back to the game. Okay, he is back to the game. So he went to the audience. Okay, right. Now he's back to the game. Back to the game. All right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, he's <laughs> <laughs> so what was the? What was the quote in, in, oh my gosh, in question? You okay, uh, you know New York you know, was very nice to you people right. last night. You know that, right? Did okay. they hand you that game? They, they handed, handed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to have the friendliest audience. Sit down. <laughs> I am going to have the friendliest audience. So I wasn't sure. So was he wasn't I, sure. Was I happy or was I sad? Well, about what? But Jerry Jones is a great guy. Oh, about the game? Was yeah, I, I happy or sad yes. about, about the game. game? But Jerry Jones is a great guy. So now he's happy. And he deserves everything he gets, frankly, because apparently at that moment someone was questioning whether Jerry deserves everything he gets. So Donald Trump uh -huh. is, is makes sure that he is frank about saying that he does deserve. And he didn't because there's so bad, many people he... disagreeing with him there right. yeah, yeah. that Especially he had to be frank Dallas, about man. it. Oh, God. Okay. So, so, so uh, you got a New York guy okay, talking about the game with New York and, and Dallas. Dallas. Right. So, this is so a, he's not sure if he's happy about it or not, okay. but he's in but he likes Jerry. He likes it was Jerry. just announced that the Cowboys were worth $4.1 billion, $4.2 billion yeah. yesterday, right? So, and he's pandering to the crowd. So. He's pandering to the crowd, right. Okay. So they handed it. I said I'm going to have the friendliest audience. Sit down. I'm going to have the friendliest audience. So I wasn't sure. Was I happy or was I sad? But Jerry Jones is a great guy, and he deserves everything he gets, <laughs> frankly. And you know another great guy is Mark Cuban. And I think you know he's I don't know been... what that has to do with anything, but I'm well, sure he's Mark Cuban is building, AAC, I guess. Yeah. Okay, you know? but uh, why are we talking about that? Because he's name-dropping, Pat. That's what he's doing. He's name-dropping. He's name-dropping no, the famous not people. not Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Just for the sake of because dropping Because he wants names? to set up yeah. that Cuban called oh. him. Right, which is where he goes. Uh, another great guy is Mark Cuban. And I think you know he's been talking about maybe doing this himself. And I think he'd do a great job. This I, apparently is... Running for office in some way. Yeah, Cuban made some comment about running, running for, president. for president. Didn't he say so he beat Trump? Didn't yeah, he? It was, I forget what the quote. I can find the quote, and but he, he made some comment about running for president. And Cuban was, I believe, the president in Sharknado Three. 
So that's another thing to consider. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he does have executive experience more than Donald Trump. <laughs> wow. Uh, because he was in yeah. Sharknado 3. Wow. Um, so then you've got, uh, we don't have the exact same feelings about where we're going, but that's okay. But Mark was great. You know, he called me, like, literally a few days ago. He called him. Everybody calls this guy. Everybody calls him. And notice, uh, yeah, we're, everybody calls Glenn him. Glenn is the he one person who's not calling, yeah, by the way. Right. He doesn't call anybody. Everybody calls, calls him, him. Because yeah. he wants you to know that he's very important. He's an right. important person. Right. Uh, because my, he's a narcissist. More important, by the way, than Mark Cuban. Yes. That's what he's oh, yeah. telling you here. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I didn't In call Mark. Mark Cuban's, Cuban's building. building mm -hmm. He's telling you he's more important and than And if Mark this story Cuban. is true, what a douche to say this. It's oh like, here's his story. He called me a few days ago. You know, um, if you want to use the mm -hmm. arena, which, by the way, is a beautiful arena, this is a great arena. Because <laughs> 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 you just don't get it. Okay. Uh, we, have the exact same, we don't have the exact same feelings about where we're going, but that's okay. But Mark was great. You know, he called me, like, literally a few days ago, and he said, you know, if you want to use the arena, which, by the way, is a beautiful arena. Can you imagine Mark Cuban? <laughs> Hello? You know, if you want to use the arena. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, is this? so Trump just picks up the phone, and some guy's on the other end of it. He hasn't introduced himself. <laughs> either, he says, <laughs> you know, if you want to use the arena. Right. And then he stops and then there. And he stops, and that's it. He doesn't it. say, you can use it. Right. He just says Stops. if you want to use it. Uh, which, by the way, is a beautiful okay. arena. Yeah. This is a great <laughs> arena. So it's, if you want to use the arena, which, by the way, is a beautiful arena, this is a great arena, mm -hmm. and Dirk is a fantastic player, is the next we're sentence. Going, all right, we've gone to Dirk the basketball Davinsky. game. So now, now we've dropped basketball. another name, yeah. and we've now again pandered, again, sure. and also just another non sequitur. Now, look, now he's the basketball. We will do that, too. When we go to a crowd and we're doing an event and maybe it's a comedy thing, and if Stu and I go out and oh, try yeah, to warm up the times. crowd, we're going to drop all kinds and of what have we done? references. What have we done? We've actually <laughs> but, introduced it as pandering. Yeah. Hey, right. here's a cheap hey. way to get all of you applause. Right. Dirk Davinsky <laughs> yeah. in Dallas. And, you yes. think that's going to yeah. get an applause line? Yes. But it's okay. funny to make fun of someone doing it. And this he's guy's really a doing presidential it. candidate uh -huh. who's here to talk about, you would assume, policies. Why should you vote for me? He's not giving you anything to vote for here. Now, here we go. So, you know, if you want to use the arena, which, by the way, is a beautiful arena, this is a great arena. And Dirk <laughs> is a fantastic player. He's just a wonderful player. And the Mavericks have been fantastic. And it's just a great team. But he said, you know, if you want to use the arena. And I said, Mark, when? And he said, how about Monday night? It's like, that was like in four days. And you had a big holiday in between. And he wait. said, they really like you in Dallas. They really like you in Texas. Maybe you can get a lot of people. Because we were coming here, and we thought maybe we'd get 1,000 people. But we never get 1,000 people anymore. It's always like the same thing. You know, we went to Alabama. We started off with a 500-person <laughs> ballroom. And after about two minutes, look at all these guys. Paparazzi. Look at all this. We've got everybody here. We started off, by the way. And by the way, he didn't have everybody there. I was not in the building. He didn't have everybody. Look, I was there. I you mean, were there? Jeff, you were there. Every, everyone Jeff. I know was there, but if you weren't everybody there, else? then he was lying. He was lying. No. Uh, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. But the point is that, like, it's, it, 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 it's so nothing. It, it, it's almost, in, in many ways, it's, it's actually insulting to compare it to Barack Obama because Barack Obama at least preached socialism. Mm -hmm. This guy just blathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
at least there was an idea that people could be fanatical about, even though it was a crappy idea. Donald Trump is just out there blathering about how great he is, all the friends that call him, how rich he is, and, uh, and then goes into an occasional comment on an issue which he does not specify what he's going to do. He just blathers on about how he's going to get it done. Stop asking him how. He's Donald Trump. He'll do it. And That's, that is what you do to a religious figure or what you might do to a pop star if you're 12. It's not how you react as someone who's a principled conservative. It, I, and this is probably pissing people off. Okay, I mean, I really don't care. He, he has 25 or 30% support. I don't, I don't understand it. But the fact is... The guy gives no policy. And I don't know what you're voting for if you're planning to vote for this guy. I, I, I don't know. You, you know, he's, he's for eminent domain. That's not a conservative principle. He is for single-payer health care. Now, you might say he's fighting against Obamacare. Sure, but he wants to replace it with something even worse, probably. He likes Canada and Scotland's single-payer health care system because he said they were working, uh, what was it? Incredibly, incredibly well. well. Yeah, incredibly well. Incredibly well. And he'll say, not. he'll say today that, you know, well, I don't want to put that in here because, uh, you know, this, it's working great in those other places, but I, would, I wouldn't want to put it in here. Well, I mean, what does it tell you about someone who thinks it's working great in those other places? It tells you he likes the program. It tells you, A, he obviously finds, he, I mean, he talked about it as a birthright earlier in his life. Yeah. And he obviously he says he changes his mind on that. It's up to you whether you actually buy that or not. But if you say now that you think it's working there, you, there's something that's pretty telling about a statement yeah, like yeah. that. I which is, so. A, you have no judgment mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. As a conservative, if you think that policy is working there, then you have absolutely no judgment and are not conservative. You can't possibly think Scotland's healthcare system is working if you're conservative. It's impossible. But secondarily, it makes you think that if he thinks something will work, whether it agrees with conservatism or not, it's fine. Whether it agree, like, and then that, and that might appeal to some people who say, well, uh, you know, I want someone who's just going to have a big government that does good things. Right now we have a big government who does bad things, and I want a big government that does good things. Mm-hmm. And that is fine if that's where you come from. If you want a smaller government, this guy is so far away from your guy. Uh, but as, as a lot of these people here would absolutely, walking out of this building, describe themselves as people who want a smaller government. Oh, I mean, it, it, it's it, was, it was crazy to watch the coverage of this thing last night. I don't, I don't know if they showed on national TV what they showed locally. They, they had a lot of interviews with uh, some of the people who were there, uh, and women in particular. It, you would have thought Michael Jackson was there with a bunch of 13-year-old girls, or the Beatles were there with 13, 14, 15-year-old girls. They were weeping. And it actually says in the story that women cried with joy. They cr- Over what? Over this is a great building and the Mavs are terrific. Really, they are. They're a great team. And, and Mark Cuban called me the other day, literally the other day. That was his literally. slam on Mark, too, because Mark did yeah. say that he could beat Trump and Clinton in an interview. So that was his way of saying, uh, nice place, Mark. Thanks for uh-huh. calling me to let me use your place. He does that all the time. But you're not going to beat me. He does that all the time. I, I mean, he, he spoke for 90 minutes in, these, in this disjointed way that he speaks, says nothing for an hour and a half, and people are falling all over him, can't wait to vote for him. I, I, I wish I could understand it. I just, yeah. Although, it, let's, let's be clear. His, his, this is the first poll we had today. 
Uh, and this is a legit poll. It's not an online poll. It's not a, uh, you know, um, some poll with uh, even automated dialing or any of that crap. It's a legit, fully scientific poll from CBS New York Times. And again, like some of these polls are wrong, so it might not hold. But this is the first poll within the last two or six weeks, I think, that has anybody within five points of this guy. Uh, so he's had this gigantic lead for, you know, you know, six to eight weeks. And now, all of a sudden, Ben Carson's within four points. Now, maybe it's just a flawed poll. We'll, we'll find that out, I suppose, as we go forward. I mean, I honestly, at this point, I can't... Uh, ben Carson was never my guy. No. Now, I He's like Ben Carson. does not thrill me. I like Ben Carson. Um, there, I think there are things sure to like nice about guy. Ben Carson. He's a smart He's guy. He's not ready to be president of the United States, and he shouldn't be second in but this race. I will say that he, I've become a huge fan. <clears throat> Donald Trump has made me a huge fan of Ben Carson. Now, if Ben Carson wins and Donald Tr- gets a big lead and Donald Trump drops off, I will be more of a f- I will become less of a fan of Ben Carson. But right now, mm-hmm. Ben Carson is a dream candidate compared to Donald Trump. At least he has actually articulated things that are conservative at some point in his life. Mm-hmm. That's all the standard I'm looking for at this point. And you know what? He's not a jerk. He's he's not a guy who thinks so highly of himself. He's a humble man. He's a smart man, and a guy who comes up there and at least makes me feel okay that he's representing my vote. Yeah, at least I'm not embarrassed that this is the guy who's up there. You know, is he, the, is he my favorite candidate? No. Is he right on every issue? No. Is he ready? I mean, I think there's a big question about no. that. He, he doesn't no. always seem to have all these answers off the top of his head. But you know what? Much more confident with that than Donald Trump, who acts like he does have every answer and, does ha- and has none of them. Yeah. It really, it, it's really bad. It's really it bad. Is. But again, you it's know, concerning. One more debate it's here. Concerning. I think this debate, this will show something. If Carson does well in this debate, I would not be surprised at all to see him take over first place. Um, I think there's just been a, there's a, there's a, a wait to see somebody else jump up there. It looks like Carson's going to be this first one. And I'm fine with 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 him being it as long as it's somebody. Somebody knock Donald Trump off of the heap and then we can get on with the rest of this campaign. It'll be nice. Yeah, it's uh, September. And of course, uh, that means a little bit cooler weather, mm-hmm. but more importantly, of course, it means football. Actually, I don't think the football season has started yet. A lot of people thought yeah, it, it uh, started. It started. fact is, your started. Philadelphia football Eagles played last night and I, got their I, I, ass kicked. I, I, <laughs> um, so I don't. So think yeah, it's it actually started. started. I, In that fact, was a, you were watching the game with uh, Keith Mellonak, who's think, an Atlanta Falcons fan, who kicked your Eagles ass. I think what you saw was a preseason game. Uh, no, that was, a, that was the first game of the year. And apparently that could have uh, possibly counted. They wouldn't have played like that in the first half. Since you didn't watch the game, you weren't out barbecuing for it. Uh, I was not. No, actually. With Mangrates? No, Mangrates. Mangrates is the, uh, is the ultimate. Uh, Feel that. Go out for a pass. Let me, let me throw this Let's, let's hit Jeffy over the head with it. See All right. It works. Go, let's see how oh, heavy this is. Throw you get down to the ground, and I will just drop the Mangrate from, say, yay distance, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, that would be. Would be that would fun. not be a pretty sight. That would be a this hospital trip. heavy like crazy. Because they're 100%. Cast iron. You promised just to get me in the stomach, right? And they uh, no. they easily fit on top of your existing grill. So there's no, you know, putting it together. You just lay them on top of the grill. It transforms your grill into a restaurant quality. I mean, these things are like steakhouse quality, like yeah. a Ruth's Chris right. or a really nice restaurant where, you know, you seal in those juices. You burn off the oil and the fats, and it, it just it seals in that tasty flavor. Whatever you're Love grilling, these it. are going to make the food better. They, yeah, because even your vegetables, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, you know me. I'm a loser guy, vegetarian guy. But of course, I loser cook. is enough said right there. That's all you. 
It's a little hurtful. A little hurtful. A little hurtful. Okay. Uh, but you know, anything you cook, vegetables. You know, uh, we've made all sorts of stuff on the grill, from meats to vegetables, veggie burgers, all that stuff. Cooks up better on a man grade. It really does. I bet it does. I, I've never had a veggie burger on it because, frankly, yeah. I'd have to turn in my man card. <laughs> yes, oh, mine's long gone. So. so, but I can yeah. imagine mm -hmm. it probably tastes better. It is. So. Yeah, well, it's great. Uh, Mangrates <laughs> is the is the place to go for this. Go to mangrates.com. Uh, and uh, for Blaze TV viewers, Mangrates is offering a 30% discount when you use the Whoa. promo code Blaze. That's right. Whoa. 30%? Yeah. Mangrate.com slash Blaze. Get 30% off your whole order. Mangrate.com slash Blaze. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Welcome back. It's uh, Pat and Stu, 888-727-BECK. Uh, Wall Street, according to the Politico, the latest panic on Wall Street is that Donald Trump might actually win. Um, they're saying he's gone from uh, an amusing summertime distraction, which we all thought at one point, to somebody who could actually win the Republican nomination. I would say president. it was never amusing to me. I no, it really wasn't to me either. But. I mean, I guess it's amusing, that, you know, in a way of like, base level entertainment but it's always been much more annoying to me considering all the good candidates out there that could be actually being vetted right now yeah now according to the ij review what is that the a, ij review it's a, oh. I, th I think it's a newer conservative website actually is it yeah I, I don't but i'm not sure the um their thing is what we've kind of been saying lately uh you hate it from barack obama but oh, you well. love it from donald trump isn't that the truth mm. Uh, whoever wrote this says, I've come to realize that the Obama cult and the Trump cult are two sides of the same personality cult coin. The cognitive dis dissonance uh, between the Trump faction hated about Obama and what they love about Donald is so far beyond ironic it would take a team of trained linguists and semioticians decades to decode. This is a smart article. <laughs> Too smart. I'm not going to read anymore because I can't Big understand words. it. Too many. Um, uh, you hated Ob Barack Obama's cult-like followers with their mindless stares of adoration, their impervious barrier between emotion and reason, and their instant fury when confronted with the facts about his record, his history, or his philosophy. But you love it from Trump. You hated wow, Obama's. Wow, is that true? Yeah. You hated Obama's shallow, facile rhetoric. With his hollow promises and loose, lowest common denominator word vomit, disconnected from any real policy. 
but you love it from Trump. You hated how Obama was gleefully lying to credulous low-information voters, filling them with empty promises of economic prosperity that would never come, based on plans that could never be achieved, but you love it from Trump. Hmm. You hated how Obama lied about his positions on single-payer health care, gay marriage, gun control, and abortion to get elected, knowing that if he ever revealed the truth about what he believed, he'd be unelectable. But you love it from Trump. By the way, you hated how Obama rode the wave of constant attention from the mainstream media into office and how they played along with his game, draining the life out of every other candidate by describing him as inevitable, an inevitable juggernaut, an unstoppable political force, and a game-changer who is tapping into something deep and powerful in American political life, but you love it from Trump. You hated how Obama, Obama's naive ignorance of the real and brutal world of international affairs was papered over by his hollow promises to make the world respect the United States again. But you love it from Trump. You hated Obama's casual disdain for people who weren't from a major city where, you know, all the rich, smart, educated, liberal people like him live... But you love it from Trump. <laughs> you hated Obama's elite credentialism and how he yielded his uh, Harvard and Columbia degrees to browbeat his aspiring class opponents from outside the meritocracy and how he used them to cow an already docile press. But, you know, you love it from Trump. You, you hated that smug, arrogant, sneering effect that took hold the moment he thought the cameras weren't looking. But you love it from Trump. Hmm. You hated Obama's cadre of sleazy, weird, creepy advisors <laughs> with their combination of over-the-edge ideological fervor and their stench of petty corruption. But you love it from Trump. I don't know if there's one that's more true than yeah. that one. You hated Obama's support for bailouts, too big to fail, and big taxpayer-funded government intervention in dying industries, but you love it from Trump. You hated his comfy alliance uh, with Harry Reid, Nancy Pelosi, and the odious Clinton crime family, wow. but you love it. From Trump. Hated his cavalier disdain for private property rights, but you love it from Trump. Get it. I think you get the God, idea. That is unbelievable. Yeah. That's nicely honor. written. Yeah, and that's I think nicely. you could even go further. There's you, probably you more than even that. You could. And that's why <sighs> Glenn keeps saying, well, then, okay, if you hated all that with Obama, but you love it with Trump, maybe it was about the color of his skin. Maybe yeah. it was about political party only. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I think that one is the more likely, to be perfectly honest. I mean, the political I party. I don't think it had anything to do with color of skin. But I do think it had to do with, look, he's the other guy. He's on the other side. I want my team to win. Let's look for everything that we can find to pick him apart and then use it. And, you know, I think every, at some level, everybody's guilty of that in politics. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that. Um, you know, I think there's uh, certainly the same people who were complaining about Obama not having any experience are supporting Trump or maybe uh, Ben Carson mm -hmm. or maybe uh, even Ted Cruz uh, has a limited amount of political experience. And, a lot, you know, I mean, I, I did criticize at the time uh, Barack Obama's experience level, mainly because of what came before his Senate career, uh, things like community organizing, where Ted Cruz is arguing cases in front of the Supreme Court makes it a little bit, little bit more comfortable with that. But still, I can understand at least people making that point. With Trump, it's every point. It's not just one little thing. It's mm -hmm. everything he stands for, even the things he's known for, like immigration. He has comments all over the board, There's comments that you would have, dis you know, the people that like Trump would have destroyed Mitt Romney or John McCain over. And did. And did. And then they come here and like, well, yeah, but he's where he, he's. Yeah, Trump. but listen to what he's saying now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. What happened to this? Right. I'm, I'm amazed. Almost. 
maybe most about the people. I'm not, I was not a Mitt Romney guy, critical of Mitt Romney over many things. One of the things I was critical of him on was that he had a lot of other viewpoints uh, in his past. And mm -hmm. it, it was up to us to see if we could. We, they asked something of us with Mitt Romney, which was believe. Believe in him that he's changed his mind. Believe him. And it took us a long time to do it that. It took us a long time to get there. And I will be honest, I never got there, really. I, I did see him as good enough. Yeah. I can vote for him and not feel bad about myself, and I still feel that way uh, with Romney. I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, like we're, I voted for McCain, uh, and uh, really I'm not a, I mean, the only reason I voted for McCain was Sarah Palin. And honestly, uh, with John McCain, and I, I don't like my name associated with John McCain. I don't like that I made that vote. With Mike Romney, it's a different case. But all of the things that we had a situation with these guys was saying, hey, wait a minute, they are, there's too many questions about them. They're not conservative enough. There's too many things we don't know. With Donald Trump, the same people just willy-nilly accept literally everything he says as, as oh, well, today he feels, yes, nine days ago we said the opposite. But to, listen to what he's saying today. Yeah. It's incomprehensible. It and the only thing that really explains it probably is celebrity. It's, you know, yes, there's a, a situation as well of him standing up and saying something to the establishment. But, I mean, he's, he's been an establishment his whole life. The guy, there's, there's no bigger establishment figure in this race than Donald Trump. Donald Trump has played the political games to his own, at his own telling of the story. I know. Suppose throughout his entire life, some he's people, bribed politicians. He's yes, used laws you. like eminent yeah. domain against people's private property. He's done all of the things that you would associate with the system, with crony capitalism, with all the awful political nonsense that that has been associated with Washington for all this time. And yet now everyone's like, ah, yeah, but he's saying and, stuff. And, and his supporters last night were saying, oh, he can't be bought like the other corrupt politicians. He can't be bought. He instead has been on the purchasing end of it. How is that any better? If you're buying politicians, is that better than being the politician being purchased? It shows you 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 are playing the game anyway, right? If you're whether you're buying or you're selling. You're still participating in it. I, I don't know. I don't mm. get it. I, if you're a Trump supporter, convince us. I mean, mm. show me one reason why this guy should be the Republican nomin nominee. I, I, other than, well, he's saying things. Give me a policy. Give me something mm. concrete. What does he stand for? More Pat and Stu coming up. The border. The uh, border. Everybody's the same on the border. All the Republicans want the same thing on a border. All of them! Yeah, but I would have believed the one guy who's had the opposite position. Right. Yeah. It's a good idea. I'll tell you the other one first here, actually, because this is uh, we've asked people. Cynthia is on the phone with us, uh, line two. We've asked people. Uh, that is a new policy on the. We program. didn't ask. We told them. You, you have to call. This and is a new so thing. Cynthia did. Cynthia did. Every day, we're just asking you to call hi, in. Hi, well, we're Pat and Stu. Oh, hi, 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 Cynthia. Cynthia. Mm -hmm. I only called because I didn't want your feelings to be hurt if no one called in. Oh okay. my God! Since you were fishing for We'd fans, okay. here I am. <laughs> Yay, Pat and Stu. <laughs> we weren't fishing for fans. We were insulting no, the yes, fans. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I, wait. I also wanted you to know that. I do not identify as either a female nor as a male. I identify as Glenn Beck. 
Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that is somewhere in the middle. I'll give you that. Yeah, it is. It is. That's good. And, you know, I don't know when Tanya's going to realize she's, you know, has the wrong person in her house, but Mm. when you guys want a better (laughs) boss, you just give me a holler and I'll be right there and straighten things out for you. You're hired. Appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All when right. Should I, when should I show up? Uh, just we'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> just uh, go to Jeffy's well, house. I've start seen, start your I've journey seen there. You several, I've seen you at Restored to Honor. I've been to everything except Israel and mm-hmm. oh, just like Stu. due to some health issues. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, but I but, do love you guys, and I, I do appreciate your points of view. Thank you. Especially politically. But the uh, only person who is a decent presidential candidate is Ted Cruz. He's the only one who seriously could yeah. run the country. Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks, Appreciate now, you call. Appreciate the call. You talk about okay. pandering. That's yeah, little, that's, I mean, you, he, I know. Thanks, you're right. He is, you. he is the best. I don't think he's the only. No, I, don't I think, think he's Bobby either. Jindal's a great candidate. I think Jindal is a really viable alternative. I like I, Walker. I like Paul. I, I like Walker Rubio, among others. Acceptable. Yeah. I think Rubio is, I, I think, acceptable. And I actually think Rand Paul is pretty good, too. Yeah. So I, we got five guys who... I could be, so I mean, there's other people I would vote for, too. There's some that I would not in the field. There's six. I would not left. vote for Mike Huckabee. I would not vote, vote for, for Donald Trump. Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush. No. no. Kasich. Kasich. No. no. Chris Christie. No. 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 No, but, uh, but so. that, that, you know, that's, that's less than half the field, I would Carly. say. Yeah. Carly, I'd Carly, vote for. I'd vote for Carson, I think. consider. Um, you know, uh, who else is in there? Uh, Bob. That's it, The right? builder. Oh, oh. Bob Lin- the builder. Lindsey Graham. Oh, that's right. Lindsey Graham's still in there. Obviously. How could Jim... Rick Perry be out of this race and Lindsey Graham still in this race? Thank you. That's, Jim... an, that's an insult to America. Yeah, yeah, well, it just shows how stupid the voters are, to be honest. Like, look, I, I'm, I'm no smarter than anyone else. Obviously, I think that we, I demonstrate that on a daily <laughs> basis. But the idea that Rick Perry would be out of this race because oh, he can't man, get footing when, when people, I it's mean, nuts. it's just insane. It's insulting. It, it really is. It's just, I'm not saying Rick Perry's the best guy. I mean, no. may, would he have won? Maybe not. But should he be at 5 or 6% and in the big boy debates? Yes. Yes. And here's the other weird thing. The guy I wanted desperately last time, Rick Santorum, I don't even think of when I think yeah. of the good oh candidates. Oh, my gosh, in this, right. He's, still he's in it. <laughs> Rick Santorum would be a totally viable candidate. He just candidate. needs to go. He just totally to viable. Go away. Nobody, he doesn't, nobody, We're going to have him on the morning him. show this week. Nice. I, I don't. I don't know what has happened to Rick. Maybe we can ask him. What happened to you? We ask Why? him that every time. we got to stop asking him that. I don't think we've ever asked him that to oh, his I, face. Oh, really? Have we asked him? I feel like we have. I oh, like I don't think so. And then we, we should also mention Jim Gilchrist, Morlinson. Right. Jensen Bergson. In, in I'm sorry, in Bergston. So he's in there, too. Oh, actually, it was funny. I was looking Is at the... Is he really uh, still in it? Oh, yeah. He's in so, it. Jim Gilmore... Right, I, um, we've called him Gilcrest Morlinson so, so much <laughs> that I can't remember his actual last name. Jim Gilmore is still in this race, but Rick Perry is not. Yes. Okay, just want to get that straight. I really just want bad. to get that straight. Uh, here's the here's the here's the the latest poll: Donald Trump twenty seven, mm-hmm. Ben Carson twenty three, Jeb Bush, Mike Huckabee, Marco Rubio six, oh. Ted Cruz five, Carly Fiorina four. John Kasich, Rand Paul, three. Scott oh, Walker, wow. two. Rick Perry, Chris Scott Christie, Walker. Rick Santorum, one. Bobby Jindal, George Pataki, who we didn't mention. Pataki. Lindsey Graham, 
uh, asterisks, which means less than 0.5%. And then I noticed there's a difference between Lindsey Graham, George Pataki, and Jim Gilchrist Morlinson, mm -hmm. which is uh, Lindsey Graham and George Pataki get the asterisks, which means less than 0.5%. Jim Gilmore just gets a dash. <laughs> he is actually at zero officially. Right. Nobody knows no who one. he is. Is voting for him. Nobody knows. Oh, uh, forgot about Scott Walker too. Yeah, Scott I mean, Walker. Look happened to him. Scott Walker. Listen to this. This is August twentieth, um, two thousand or August two thousand fifteen to September two thousand fifteen. So here's the change. Donald Trump is up three. Biden Carson is up seventeen. Jeb Bush minus seven. Uh, Mike Huckabee minus two. Marco Rubio even. Ted Cruz minus one. Carly, Carly Fiorina plus four. John Kasich plus two. Rand Paul minus one. Scott Walker minus eight. Mm. I mean, the biggest by far. There's no reason for it either. I don't, no. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I think it. Scott Walker's on the show, too. Yeah, he week, is. So uh, yep. that'll be good. Mm -hmm. We now, him about my problem with uh, him. On the Democrat, well, I know. We, the we know spot. your problem with him I and Bobby Jindal. We get it. The, the speech mm -hmm. I didn't even and the mention bald the spot. speech with Bobby. The bald spot. And, I had, and I had the an drink opportunity of, today, too, and I let it go. And the drink of water. Because I, I thought maybe I, time, I should probably let the speech go. But you bring it back up, you're right. It was horrible. Anyway. Okay. On the uh, Democrat side, uh, Hillary is sounding off again, and, and seriously, she shouldn't. She should just keep her mouth shut. Frankly, just be quiet. Why? Because she's a woman? Just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Because she's, she's a woman? Because mm -hmm. she's stupid. Is it, did you hear that? She's an awful <laughs> candidate. Wow. It's not because she's a woman. It has nothing to do with that. Why? Because of, uh, of her body parts being different than yours? No, that's not why. I just <laughs> yeah. said that wasn't why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why? Because she's a Mrs. instead of a Mr. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. What? I just have said several why, times. Why, that's why, Pat? Not why? why Pat? Oh, because it's, it's because not, of the no. glass ceiling. No, it's not. Uh, that no. women can't rise <laughs> to some level that you get to set as a man. Is it why? Is it because of patriarchy? I don't think I get uh, to set that level, frankly, because uh, yeah. I got nothing to do with mm -hmm. the ceiling levels. Why? Why is it because of racism? No, she's white. She's well, it's so a race. Mine, so. Uh, Anyway, here's what uh, she had to say about uh, assault victims yesterday. I want to send a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Okay. Don't let anyone Don't let silence anyone. your voice. That's good. You have a right to be heard, okay. and you have a right to be believed. Wait. We're with you. Wait, what? Wait, stop right there. Wait a could. minute. You have a right to be heard. I believe that. You have a right to be believed. Um, first of all, no. In this country, which I think is still the United States of America, you have a right to be considered innocent until proven guilty. Oh my gosh, so, how many times have I said that in my life? The, yes. <laughs> I believe so that. So the assumption is on innocence, not guilt, and she's asking for the other way around. You betcha she is. The other thing is, if you believe that pumpkin... Then where are you on the Kathleen Willie situation? Because there oh are people gosh. accusing your husband of rape, and they have a right to be believed. Wow. That's yeah. so long ago. How is it possible that nobody said to her, Hillary, no, uh, don't do that. You said, Please. You said that uh, you said somebody who's assaulted has the right to be believed. Uh, does that apply to Kathleen Willie? Not when they lie. You got to believe, uh, though. I would love that. You have to believe that there's no one around her no who way. has the bravery or ability to disagree Oof. with her like that or bring something like that up. She'd snap on them in a Uma. second. You think Uma? Mm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe you know, alone. Well, I because they've gone through. She's gone through it too. Yeah. I guess maybe. maybe I just maybe want. Alone. 
a reporter to say, yeah, hey, get that. on on camera yesterday, you said that, that uh, assault victims have the right to be believed. So obviously you believe Kathleen Willing? She'll have them shot dead right there. What the hell? How have you not asked that question? <laughs> if you are earning a paycheck as a journalist, how do you not? I, 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 I mean, um, that's amazing. Uh, it's true. Um, that's and, amazing. And I will say that, look... She's trying to make this campus assault thing into a thing, something for her campaign, obviously to get people in college to come out and, and, mm -hmm. and vote for her. It has nothing to do with the campus assault at all. And also, of course, she's lying about the truth. You know, that it, we've gone over those numbers a dozen times. The numbers are BS. It would mean that more people are getting raped at, our, at United States colleges than did in the Rwandan genocide. That's what that, their statistics mean. I don't think you can believe that. That's not a, a believable thing. But what she, what she says is not accurate, Pat, as you point out, you don't have the right to be believed in this country when you're a, a victim of a crime. What you have a right to, I think, is to be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And we all want anyone who makes any claim of mm -hmm. sexual assault to be taken seriously and look at the validity of their claims. Hell, any but, crime. Any crime at any all. Crime. But the yeah. bottom line is, it's not a blind belief. We've seen right. this with, uh, with Rolling Stone. We've seen it dozens of times. There's another story we talked about, uh, maybe it was a week or two ago, of a guy who um, was, uh, it was when I filled in for Dana a couple weeks ago, guy who uh, was at college, went, uh, went, you know, was seeing this girl for a while. They hadn't really had a big relationship, but they went out, went to a party, wound up hooking up. Uh, she calls him the next day, and he said, uh, she says, God, I, I was so drunk last night, I don't even remember it. What, do, what, do, what about you? Um, oh, yeah, me too. I don't really remember it either, but uh, I think, I think we, did we do something? Yeah, I think we did because, I mean, we both woke up naked or something like that. They had the conversation we, you know, went over in, in detail. Um, and uh, so the, everything ends. Everything seems okay. A few weeks later, a couple months later, she, calls up, she goes up to him and says, I think you raped me. Now, oh, man. now this is not, mm. again, like this was not something she claimed at the time. They, they, they immediately suspend this guy. Well, actually, first of all, they have a trial in the court of a college, which God only knows why right. one of those exists. Uh, they have one of that. They, they go through the trial. He's innocent. Found that he, mm -hmm. they, they, there was no evidence that he actually did this. Mm -hmm. But then she call, charges up this big, uh, you know, makes this big stink to the dean who throws him out of school. So his whole life is ruined, obviously. He's a rapist. Uh, now, only later on do they find out, oh, yeah, he's not a rapist. Same thing happened with, uh, with remember, Mattress Girl? There was an issue right. with that, all those claims. I mean, mm -hmm. look, it's not a happy part of our society. Someone who would rape someone is a terrible thing that none of us want to believe would actually happen. The same thing on the other side. People who would falsely accuse someone of rape is not something that we want to believe mm -hmm. anyone would have the, the, the disgusting gall to do. But it, it, it's part of humanity, unfortunately. And if we don't recognize that sometimes even girls don't tell the truth, we're going to get to this idiotic point where we're denying reality. There are bad people with both sets of genitalia. It's not a crazy concept. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And this idea that you can just say, well, I mean, this, she says it pretty clearly there. Basically, the woman always gets believed no matter what she says. What the hell country is that? It's not this one. In um, the Middle Eastern countries, they have the same policy, except it's with men. They say every time the man says it, the man gets believed. Do we want to aspire for that system? It's insanity. Take, the, take it seriously. Look at the merits and make a decision. That's the American justice system. And that's what I think we all want.
Except apparently Hillary Clinton. Not Hillary. Yeah, she doesn't want that. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Back there's more patents too coming up. It's inevitable. What are you going to do? I just wish the football season would start. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. Monday night football. Why, why would they delay uh, Monday night football? Atlanta 26, Philadelphia 24. I don't think that started. I don't. It's on. It's I'm on. Pretty like, sure on. it didn't. It's on. Yeah. We're only one night. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Welcome, you know, welcome back to the program, and thank you so much for calling. Um, should we go to? Uh, do we have I, our phones are screwed up today uh, mm. for whatever reason? But let's see. If, if, is Matt there? Yes, ah. I'm here. Hello, hey Matt. Matt. How are you? Welcome to the program. Doing all right. Doing great. Good. So, what can we do well, for you? Stu, well, Stu, um, tell me what happened to your team. Um, I mean, was it worth getting Demarco Murray from the Cowboys? <laughs> I mean, he it's a good did. Question. It's a good question. Well, you know, it's hard to, I would say, judge that after uh, a game that I didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, look, right. he, he did have two touchdowns. Yeah, right. Oddly, I will say this. I mean, they threw the ball on almost every down uh, for whatever reason in, in that game. They were behind a lot. Uh, but he only played 45% of the snaps. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah. He did have two touchdowns, which was, uh, which was you know, okay. Um, he had uh, nine mm-hmm. yards rushing. But only eight carries. He had nine yards? Yeah. Eight carries, eight times. Nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matt. That's, yeah. a, that's a good call back to, uh, to Stu. And, uh, and I think it had to be done. I think somebody had to ask. The hell happened to the Eagles last night? They did uh, lose uh, yeah. a game in which they should have won. Of course, missed a field goal late. Uh, that would have Demarco won. Murray nine yards on eight carries. Yeah, uh, he's looking but, good. Yeah. First looking game, good. they looked really. This the same thing happened last year. They looked really bad in the first game, mm-hmm. their first half of the first game, and then right. unfortunately that one was against Jacksonville. They were losing at halftime to Jacksonville right. after the first half of the first, and then they came back and won. But Atlanta's yeah. a lot better than Jacksonville. Atlanta played pretty well, especially in the first half, and uh, it was enough to hold on. It's one game. You, you, you don't ever look do at it, that, but, though, and you, you know. think nine yards on eight carries, and you think, hmm, was it the offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys then last year? Huh. I wonder if I that's... will say that their, their running backs looked pretty good. And uh, the offensive line for the Philadelphia Eagles, in which they released two Pro Bowlers for no particular reason, is maybe hurting them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, however, I think we, should talk, we can't leave the football conversation without talking about our FanDuel League from this week. In which I finished in the money. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was 49th out of 500. So the top 10%. Nice. I did drop a little bit at the end there. But still 49th out of 500. Keith Ferry uh, in our, from our New York office finished, I think it was 9th. Oh, my God. Out of, whole, out of 500. That's which great. Which is pretty there, freaking good. How much you win when you, when you get 9th? I don't know off the top of my head. Um, well, how, and I'd like to congratulate uh, DeMarco Murray for scoring two touchdowns and keeping me from last place yeah. uh, in our FanDuel <laughs> League. Jeffy finished <laughs> Out of 500 people, uh, four, not last, 491st. No way! <laughs> you actually dropped. <laughs> you actually went down last night. <laughs> and he had Demarco Murray with two touchdowns. Oh my gosh! Um, now that's bad. <laughs> 491st. It's not last. Uh, but let's take a moment here. Come on. Let's take a moment because Jeffy's terrible. Yeah. But let's take a moment to call out Jason Buttrell. Who finished 496th in the Thank league? Wow! Now, Jason, you've seen on Glenn's uh, uh, show many times, uh, and he also is uh, a, a huge Cowboys fan, so I'm sure he was happy over the weekend. But to finish 496 out of 500, 
Sad. It, it, I mean, anyone finishing behind Jeffy is Come sad. Come on now. But, <laughs> by the way, Jeffy played Arian Foster, who was not even active. Right, so and I job. still didn't turn out last. Jason played all players that actually played, <laughs> and he still finished 496. Wow. You can do better than that if you just randomly selected your guy. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to say, Come no, on. you can't. Yeah. No, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. It's hard. It's yeah. actually hard to finish <laughs> that blow. Seven back, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. According to uh, Bustle Jody Lane, whatever that is, uh, there are seven things you might not think are fat or fat shaming. Now is this re- definitely response, are. Is this in response to that video? Yes. Um, because there was a video that came out of some, I guess, comedian uh, that made this thing about calling people fat. And mm-hmm. she fat went, shaming. She said fat shaming is not a thing. No, it's yeah. actually it's just thing. created. Now, Jeffy. As someone who's uh, overweight, do you think fat shaming is a thing? I'm honestly interested in your position in this because you're uh, uh, overweight, overweight. And, and you <laughs> at times have had to deal with Are this. Are you seriously asking me this I question? Actually, yeah, I, do you, I, I would think with your, your actual attitude, you'd think that's a total BS thing. Yes. Fat yeah, shaming is not a thing. You. So you would agree with the with the Hey, per- look, if you're... Overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Guess what? You know it. Mm-hmm. So and you can you, be shamed with it. Shut up. Right, and you know it. And mm-hmm. look, as someone who's also, by the way, we should include uh, overweight <laughs> as well as Pat is overweight mm-hmm. as well as Glenn, who's overweight. overweight. Uh, we all know that we've done this to ourselves. And and look, even in that comedian's video, she specifically says, "Look, you know, some people I know have had issues. Or glandular, the classic glandular issue. Yeah, everybody has that. Everyone's got that." So if that's you, that's not who we're talking about. But I'm talking about the person, sh- sh- you know, shoving food in their mouth. And I thought it was, you know, look, you could say it's it's wrong. You could say it's the, the wrong opinion. But the fact that it was initially taken down from YouTube, my guess is just because people reported it is, is offensive and they put it back up, uh, you know, is ridiculous. That's you, can't, you can't be critical of people. I mean, gosh, conservatives get cr- criticized all the time. They're all rednecks. And it's like, so what? You know, you need to get over it a little bit. People need to relax and just like, I, you know, I, we all get criticized all the time. Glenn is called Hitler like 7,000 times a day. I mean, I, we, I, I just get over it. it, it now, that doesn't mean he's going to feel good or you might not like uh, people saying things about your weight. And you might say, oh, this, you know, pretty thinny, thin girl, sh- she should shut up about my weight. Well, then, you know, make fun of her, uh, you know, or turn her off. Right. I really, you know, the world gets so boring when we shut other mm-hmm. people up. And uh, I don't, you know, with the exception of Jeffy, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously I want, you know, I want Jeffy to, mm-hmm. to shut up. So, uh, well, everybody does. Yeah. I mean, everybody does. I mean, that's just the market speaking. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that's, just, that's just a consensus. <laughs> I mean, look. It's just consensus. I think even really? the gods yeah. of football have even yeah. sent a signal and they've said, hey, 
Hey, Jeffy. Shut up. 491st. Come on. Out of 500 people. That last one. You're going to enter again, right? FanDuel.com slash two. I want to see you out there. Oh. This oh, time yeah. I'll. You'll be in. You, probably, you can't do worse than 491st, right? Well, ask Jason that. Ooh, wow. Okay. Wow. All right, it's on. You know it's that on he's like, like a Donkey Navy Kong. SEAL, right? Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the seven things you might not think are fat shaming that definitely are fat shaming. She says, number one. I mean, I totally get it if fat people are fat because of a medical condition or something. <laughs> she says, selectively granting people humanity and accepting them based on their body size is more than a little effed up. Uh, acceptance toward others shouldn't have anything to do with whether they're fat because of their thyroid. Okay, stop this with acceptance of others. We're not, no one's saying we should uh, ship all the fat right. people off to an island yeah. and put them in prison. Right. It, it's just, it, look, it's, it's just, it's a, an observation that people make. They don't like it, you know, whatever. Get over it. I mean, I think what they're trying to say is there is a level of, I mean, Chris Christie's certainly dealing with this. People would make the point that, hey, if you can't keep your waistline in check, are you going to be disciplined enough to run a country? Is that a fair criticism? Eh, probably not. Lots of fat people are successful. I mean, they're not all Jeffies. You know, I mean, uh, some people... Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm athletically overweight. Um, Chris Christie is, you know, fat. Mm. Oh, wow. Thinks, I'm just saying. Really, this is uncomfortable. It's he really, awkward. He, he really thinks It's so. awkward. He really thinks it's, so. I mean, yeah, that's why no, this is so I'll awkward. Speak the truth. It's awkward. Oh, it's no. awkward now. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Okay. I, let's go to number two, Stu. Uh, number, yeah, let's move on. Uh, number mm -hmm. two, uh, you're not fat. You're beautiful. That's a fat shaming, apparently. Thank you. Statement you're is right, uh, incredibly so. problematic because it reinforces the idea that fatness and beauty are mutually exclusive. Um, they can be. They can be. They can be. You I'm know, sorry. Uh, Some super fat people are not beautiful. No, Are look, they? the market I'm, has decided this at some Jeffy. level. <laughs> that, that does not mean that there's not a, and Jeffy will tell you, he runs a lot of websites that cater to different interests. Mm -hmm. And some people really like uh, people who are overweight. Uh, they mm -hmm. think it's sexy. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of people who have that sort of interest. In fact, our society for a long time in like the 12th century was really into it. But right now, uh, you know, typically the people who are a lot thinner are the ones who are looked at as physically attractive. Number one, physically, physical attractiveness is not the end-all be-all of our society. It, it's, uh, thank God for that because none of us would have jobs. The point is that like, you, that is something when you look at someone yeah. who's attractive. So, most people, the, the general group of people in America tend to think people who are slender are better looking. That's not necessarily a crime against humanity. Okay? It's just what people generally think. It doesn't make them bad people for thinking that. It doesn't mean that, uh, that some people don't find overweight people to be more attractive. Uh, in fact, I will say Jeffy's wife, Amber, who we love, absolutely can't stand Jeffy when he gets thin. I mean, she, she can't stand you at any time, but she really doesn't <laughs> like you when you get thin. She likes, as she's told me in these words, she likes fat Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, so obviously I mean, she, you know, look, no one can explain why she'd be with you, but <laughs> under any circumstances. Obviously something she likes about you somehow, right? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even figure it out. Okay. Uh, number three, please stop calling yourself fat. Don't talk about yourself like that. Many people, many fat people are reclaiming it as a descriptor that's empowering instead of a oh, pejorative put-down. You can't write this article and act like you're, right. you're claiming fat as a empowering term. You're whining about it like crazy. You wouldn't get mad at your six-foot-tall friend calling themselves tall, would you? Please let, loving, let people lovingly refer to themselves however they want.
But what no, a weird we're stopping thing. This you. is so pathetic. So pathetic. First of all, the one right before this, you're not fat, you're beautiful. So calling a fat person, you're not fat, you're beautiful. That's a bad thing. That's fat shaming. You're, so I guess you're supposed to say to this person, you're fat and beautiful. But, but when you call them fat... <laughs> Who's going to do that? And when you call Come them on. fat, as, as, what, what they, as they did in the video that this is a response to, right. they write response articles like this. Yeah. Like when people just come out and say, hey, you're fat. Uh, and beautiful. Well, whether that, well, you know what? That's their opinion. Right. It's their, you know, oh, it's not an opinion is probably the statistical measure of weight. That's actually <laughs> a thing that's scientific. Uh, you know, I, whether you're overweight or not. And again, mm -hmm. I speak to you as someone who is. It's just one of those things that it's just part of who you, it's part of your measurements. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that we should all, you know, uh, send, as I said, send them to an island and, 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 uh, and, and put us in prison. But it does mean that it's something that people would notice. And if you're going to act as if it's nothing and it's empowering, you can't whine about it like this. Mm -hmm. One or the other. You either get to say that word hurts mm -hmm. my feelings, stop doing it. Or you get to say, I don't care. Say the word as much as you want. It's empowering. You don't get both of those. You, I mean, unless you're insane. And yet they are. And yet they are. And yet they are. Um, how about, uh, uh, I'm so fat. Now, that is now, that's also fat, fat shaming. shaming. Fat okay. shaming, yeah. Didn't I just say it's totally cool for people to call themselves fat if they want to? Yes, if they themselves are actually fat. When straight-sized people who have never suffered marginalization for being fat decide to co-opt the word, it oh, takes geez. away some of the power yes. that actual okay. people of size have yes, over it. I, can, oh, I can't man. tell you how many times I've been upset over that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So if someone who is thin says they're fat, that's fat shaming. Yeah. By the way, you'll notice the wording here. Someone who just in the previous point had said uh, you, they are reclaiming the word fat as empowering calls themselves people of size. Yeah. And the next <laughs> yeah. freaking paragraph calls her as a, peop a person uh, of size. This is great. Uh, number five, you have such a pretty or handsome face. It's likely been used as a microaggression against micro people aggression. of all sides. Good God, this society is over. Hands up if you've heard you'd be so beautiful if you lost a few pounds. You have such a pretty face. Like, what's so wrong with the rest of me? But what, oh, the pounds. Man. That's, that was what the point was. <laughs> now, I didn't make that criticism. Someone else did. But that's the point they were making. They think you're overweight and would look better without weighing more. And... I, I, doesn't everybody think they'd look better if if I lost 40 pounds? Do you think that you would look better I'm if you lost weight? sure. Yeah. Jeffy, yeah. now you're a weird case because you've never you, seen because anything. Because you frankly don't. You've never seen anything close to <laughs> a weight that And, and would... frankly, when you did lose more weight than you currently uh, have lost, mm -hmm. aggregate, mm -hmm. uh, I'm speaking, you didn't look as good as you. <laughs> I think there's something about you that you look See? better, a little rounder. Now that's fat shaming. Is it? Now that's you're pissing me off. Fat shaming? Now you're pissing me off. I'm saying you look better. <laughs> fat. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You look better. Oh, that fat. Hurts. That hurts. That's, uh, I, that's probably one of the next <laughs> points. I'm skinny shaming now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I, we think we all believe that we Come would on, look everybody better dropping a few and being it's in better okay. shape. It's okay. Shut up. Crap. It's just a part of it. It's a minor part of the struggle, guys. It's a minor freaking part of it if you can't handle that part of it if you can't deal with yourself you know based on a calories in calories out or whatever you know mm -hmm. measure you choose to, to think about if you can't deal with the results of that 
I mean, how are you going to deal with life? You can. If you're going through a world you trying can. to figure out how people are microaggressing you uh, because they're saying you look pretty, I, I, God knows, I don't know how you get through life. You don't. I don't know how you get through life with that attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I lost 20 pounds. I feel amazing. Now, saying that you're happy about something you accomplished is fat shaming. Diet talk is incredibly triggering for many fat people. We've endured years of humans either stating outright or subtly hinting that we could stand to lose a few pounds, which makes any diet talk difficult to be around at times. It's cool to feel (laughs) happy about changes in your life you're satisfied with, but mentioning numbers and figures can be really detrimental to the mental health of those around you. It is pathetic. This is psychotic. It it is psychotic. (laughs) It is. It's psychotic. And number seven, Oh, you're wearing that? You're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> that one is kind of a, uh, a funny, uh, bless her heart uh, type of yeah, comment. Yes, it is. Uh, which I, well, but again, if you got, if you have a like a 900 pound four foot woman, a four, four foot 900 pound woman in a mini skirt, now if somebody talking. tells her that, uh, wow, then I mean that's true. You're brave to wear. A miniskirt if you're 900 pounds. People say to us all the time, you guys are really brave brave to go on television. (laughs) And we say, yeah, And we say, yeah, that's uh, because we're hideously awful. And and, and we hope that our stupid points make up for that. Uh, That's the philosophy of the Blaze Network. Uh, (laughs) That's kind of what we built this network on, with with a couple of exceptions. Mm -hmm. Uh, But mainly what we've done is put a lot of really ugly people on the air who talk a lot. And uh, hope that you'll take it. Why, Why did you switch to Jeffy's? (laughs) <laughs> wow. You know oh, what they're saying? Here. They were saying something. Wow, that specific. is some fat shaming going on right yeah. there. Wow. That's some fat, ugly fashion. shaming. Yeah. Yeah, so. They were saying something very specific there, Jeff. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So, oh, wow. ouch. Oh, that my hurt. Gosh. That one hurt. I feel. That's that got to hurt. That, that was uncomfortable. Yeah. You even commenting about Frankly. them fat shaming me as fat shaming. <laughs> Wait, really? Is yeah, I'm really? upset. Now, I don't know what to do. Is reading the article about fat shaming also fat shaming? I think pretty much anything is fat shaming. Oh, now, now they've blurred out your face, Jeffy. Oh, Why no. would they do that? Because oh, no. that's fat shaming right there. That's a little fat shaming. Our blur isn't big that's... enough, though. I'll say that. <laughs> that's fat shaming. That is fat shaming. <laughs> uh, those, that, that, that's reminiscent of the fourth hour days. Oh, sure Jeffy Cam. Of course, Jeffy Cam, Jeffy Cam showed Jeffy <laughs> blurred every single time we went to <laughs> I mean, you, you actually could have watched this show for a period of about six months and never actually see Jeffy right. because we blurred him every time. <laughs> Wasn't it funny? It was very Wasn't it funny? funny. It was. It, it was, was funny. funny. It was dang uh, funny. Yeah, you, you know no, what it was, was not funny? funny. Uh, to the audience was when we stopped doing it. That <laughs> was hurtful. Wait, no, yeah. that's not what I meant. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. No. I'm All right, triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. We've been talking about being prepared in a lot of different ways for quite a while now, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things that can affect the comfortable way in which we all live. A little bit of unpredictable weather could do it. Easily knock you off uh, from access to your electricity. So give your family peace of mind. Take control of your energy situation right now so you can rest easy whenever something inev- inevitably comes up. Do this. Get a solar generator from Solutions from Science. These things are fantastic. They're compact. Uh, their generators run really quietly. They emit no fumes, and they produce an endless supply of electricity from the sun. So they're going to run all the things that you need run, whether it's a sun pump or a shortwave radio or computers your refrigerator so your food doesn't spoil, go to patoffgrid.com 
and find out everything you, you can about this and find out what a great deal it is. And the deal gets even better, as a matter of fact. Use the coupon code PAT, P-A-T, for a special half-price offer so you'll get this incredible generator for half-price. Go to patoffgrid.com right now. This show today. Good intro, Pat. <laughs> Thank you. And the thing about it is, it was such a smooth segue. Yeah. Into this subject matter. Mm -hmm. um, you can mm -hmm. see why we got these jobs. Yeah. You know? um, We're good at it. Uh, <laughs> We're good. Uh, you know who I don't think should have a job anymore and should be fired. In fact, sent to an island and put in prison. Other than Jeffy. Well, Jeffy, obviously, uh, for many reasons. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, prime among them that he's uh, overweight. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's actually not one of the reasons no, at all. He's not. a terrible person. Um, so here, uh, it's actually Matt Damon. I think Matt Damon should be, I mean, I think flogged in the public square. Is that, Please. Is that okay? Yes. I think that's, of course that's okay. I don't think it's enough, no. but I think it's a good start. Not for what he said. Oh, my gosh. This, when this you consider man. what he said, you'll want the death penalty. I just want you to, I'm not going to set it up. I want you to watch this. And I want you to just be impacted by the hatred And just by let Matt that Damon wave here. come over oh, you because you're you going to what he says. Oh, angry! Oh, man. You're going to hate him. Here's Matt Damon from uh, Project Greenlight. I just would want to urge people to think about whoever this director is, the way that they're going to right. treat the character of Harmony. Her being a prostitute, the only black person being mm -hmm. a hooker who gets hit by her white pen. We brought up to each other so I, so I think on the surface, they mm -hmm. look like one thing, but they might end up giving us True something that, but... that we don't want. And when we're talking about mm -hmm. diversity, you do it in the casting of the film, not in the casting of the show. Whew. Oh! Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. I almost want to stop the show right now. What? Mm. Whoa. Um, hey, okay. Now, in case you had a problem <laughs> following that, for some reason, like you're in the KKK, let me break it down for you. Because um, that's the only way you would the only way. How insulting that was. Well, there are other racial groups, uh, you know, Stormfront, uh, right. you know, white supremacist groups, sure. things like that, other sure. than the KKK, could also maybe not understand. So <laughs> let me break it down real quick. Uh, they're doing a, um, a, a movie apparently called Dear White People. Dear White People. So these, you can tell right now these people are mm. really understanding. They're going to be right on the conservative side of this argument. Uh, but uh, the problem is they're talking to her about the diversity of the production. And what Matt Damon says that's really controversial there is he says, we want to cast diversity of the film. So we want to make sure there's diversity of the actors mm -hmm. telling the story in the way that we think is appropriate. But we think we should just hire the best people when it comes to behind the scenes and not necessarily consider the color of their skin when you're talking about, let's say, a cameraman. <gasps> you believe uh, this guy? Okay. Now, I should be clear, that was from Matt Damon's mouth, not directly from the KKK. That is not from a pamphlet. He wasn't reading a pamphlet from the KKK. No, this David, is, come on He now. was actually David, saying that on the air. David, in fairness, David Duke had his hand up his butt 
and he was moving his mouth. Yeah, that's true. That I did was not... David Duke doing right. that. He but was... I don't think I don't think David Duke is active in the KKK anymore. So I think uh, that's why I left that out. Uh, this is actually a controversy among the left. It is that they're saying that uh, when she, you see her oh, reaction, yeah. <gasps> wow, okay. she can't believe you would you would not consider the racial component when you're talking about a person who's doing sound or doing camera or doing the mm-hmm. directing of the film. Um, now look. It, it, I don't even know how to... I I don't live in a world in which I look at the color of people's skin and make decisions based on it. That's the world I think Martin Luther King wanted. The world I live in is one in which I look at the person and I make decisions based on their merit. Period. I don't choose more black people because I want more black people uh, just from the, the idea that they are black. The people who work here who are black are highly qualified and the best people we could find in that particular position. Yeah, if you're looking at a film and you think, wow, you know who the best director for this would be? Spike Lee. Yeah. Then, okay, then hire Spike Lee. But if the best director for this happens to be Steven Spielberg, then are you thinking, well, no, no, we there's, need a, a black, there's a, we black need a black prostitute director. in this. We need a black director. Let's get a black, I don't want Spielberg. Don't, is Spielberg's no, no, calling? No. I don't, don't return his call. We need care. a black director. Get Spike Lee. I mean, that's it's madness. It's well, madness. But that's where we are in it. We right are now. kidding. I mean, here's where we are. a couple of tweets in the main story. I like and admire Matt Damon. His white male dismissal and condensation of Effie Brown makes me cringe in recognition. Now, did he condensate her, or did yes. he? What was condensation? The, condensation. So like the water on the outside of a on the really? of a glass. That's great. What he said. There you go. I think we'll just leave that there. Yeah. Now, you'll hear the same thing with, and this is like, people will look at this and say, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? You you white bastard. I know. Uh, You and your capitalist friends are all sitting here and and saying uh, you're going to pick the best person. That's microaggression. That essentially, Mm -hmm. to me, Mm -hmm. is one one big uh, trip Mm -hmm. to Tiltown. Downtown. Basically downtown Tillville, Till uh, which is. I don't think is right. It's, uh, you're not even on the outskirts of town. You are deep in the heart. You're standing on the town green mm. in Tillville. In Tillville. Yeah. You, you know where they have the winter festival in Tillville? That's where you're standing. That's where you're standing. Okay? That's they've, where you are. They've closed the streets off. Congratulations. And you're at the little cotton candy uh, stand <laughs> in Tillville. That's the kind of racism we're dealing with here. <laughs> That's the type of thing. So. Uh, now, some would say that capitalism is inherently racist, and we don't understand it. When we say pick the best person, that means that we're racist and we're so involved in capitalism, we think it's this moral, wonderful thing. Um, I, I, I would tend to disagree. And we've cast this black man to tell us, a little bit more about how capitalism can be moral. Watch. Many people believe that free market capitalism is selfish, even immoral. Yeah. They say it's about greed, about hunger for money and power, Mm -hmm. that it helps the rich and hurts the poor. They're wrong. They are. The free market is not only economically superior, it is morally superior to any other way of organizing economic behavior. Here's why. People accuse the free market of not being moral because they say it's a zero-sum game, like poker, where if you win, it means that I have to lose. But the free market is not a zero-sum game. It is a positive-sum game. You do something good for me, such as give me that steak, and I'll do something good for you, give you $20. I'm better off because I value the steak more than I value the $20, 
And the grocer is better off because he valued the $20 more than he valued the steak. Yes. We both win. I mean, I, I, that's a really good, easy telling of why capitalism works. It really works. is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I like, I like uh, him. He's, yes, Walter, Walter Williams, Williams is fantastic. Uh, there's another book called The Rational Optimist, um, and it's a great book that goes into this and how these societies that under, first developed capitalist principles and just trading amongst each other wound up advancing society faster than it had ever been advanced in history because they realized that exact thing. Right. Mm-hmm. That as long as, as long as I value something at a different level that you value it or that Pat values it, there is a, there's a, a way to exchange goods to make our lives better, even if, as is the case, we're better at life than Jeffy is. Because Jeffy can mm-hmm. still serve mm-hmm. some level of, of function in the society and while you might make a product that, like, we might be able to profit most by doing something like television or radio. And you might be able to profit most by selling drugs. And because, uh, you know, we work with Glenn Beck every day, we need a lot of drugs. So we will utilize our, the money that we make from, from doing television to buy your drugs. Hypothetically, of course. H- hypothetically. And then you would use the money that, that, that we've paid you for drugs to spend on something that you value food that's capitalism right walter williams is that you (laughs) it's almost the same thing it is it is okay here's a little bit more from walter williams in a great piece from prager university it's the government not the free market that creates zero-sum games in our economy If you use the government to get a food stamp, a farm subsidy, or a business bailout, you will benefit, but at the expense of your fellow citizens. Mm -hmm. In a free market, we the people decide the fate of companies who want our business. Free market capitalism will punish a corporation that does not satisfy customers or fails to use resources efficiently. Hmm. A free market system can only work if there is limited government. Limited government means... You and I decide which businesses survive. That's the America that our founding fathers envisioned. In a free market, the ambition and the voluntary effort of citizens, not the government, drives the economy. That is, people, to the best of their ability, shaping their own destiny. What Sounds kind of foolishness is he talking there? No mm. kidding. What kind of foolishness? Sounds pretty wow. moral to me, too. I mean, that is... I mean, that's... It's a great case. It, it is uh, something simply laid out that is lost, I think, a lot of times in, in sort of a, a 24-hour news cycle sort of uh, world where a lot of times we make the case that liberals are wrong. A lot of times we make the case that what they are saying won't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times we're saying we make the argument what we advocate will work, but we do not make the case that what we're advocating is moral often enough. It's the same thing. Uh, Alex Epstein's been on the show a few times, uh, or at least on TV and, and on radio, uh, and he wrote the book uh, "The Moral Case for Fossil Fuels," mm-hmm. and he kind of makes this really point good. as well, really good. Instead of just saying, "Hey, no, it won't ruin the the, the climate," no, it won't. Um, you know, so, solar panels are bad. Make the moral case for fossil fuels, and there is a really strong one. I don't know if anyone's noticed; it's changed the world. Now, fossil fuels have basically dragged billions of people out of poverty and suffering. And that's an important case to make. It's important to see as Africa grows 
that uh, we force solar panels on these people and give them unreliable electricity at the highest possible cost, that is a, an immoral choice. It's not just wrong or ineffective. It's immoral. And, uh, you know, Walter Williams does a good job painting the picture of why it's important to make the moral case for capitalism, uh, which is undoubtedly the most moral system ever developed by man uh, when it comes to economics. Oh, and as we've talked about a hundred times on this show, it has pulled billions of people mm -hmm. out of poverty, out of abject poverty where they had no means to gather food, to pay for food, to have access to food. Now they do. Billions of people are less hungry today than they were, you know, 50 years ago or 100 years ago or 200 years ago before the United States really kind of spread capitalism all over the all over the planet. It's it's so obvious that this is the economic system that has pulled the world out of not just poverty but the dark ages. I mean, this is what created the world in which we live now. And all we all we hear is how bad and evil it is yeah. now. It's really amazing. Triple eight seven two seven back. There is more patents too. That's uh, you know inevitable. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's patents too. Um, this is kind of fun from Cracked. Uh, how being totally cheap resulted in movie magic. A couple of big movies that uh, wouldn't have been the same had they spent a lot of money on them, and the, apparently they didn't. Like Back to the Future's original plan for time travel turned out to be too expensive. Uh, the original plan, uh, which is why it's almost blasphemy to learn that the DeLorean was supposed to be a pickup truck. And the time machine itself was a laser device inside an old-time refrigerator in the back of the pickup truck. In the original draft, getting back to the future wasn't a matter of collecting energy from a clock tower uh, with a perfectly timed lightning strike. Marty was going to go back uh, to 1985 by driving into a nuclear bomb explosion. <laughs> <laughs> That's, wow. Uh, that would have been weird. That, no, that just would have been weird. I'm no scientist, but I don't feel like that would have been believable. No, I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> Although it happened in, um, essentially happened in uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. So bad. So bad. So bad. He so got bad. into a refrigerator. Great movie. And there was a nuclear explosion, and he survived, survived it because he was in an old fridge, which, of course, as we all know, they used to tell us that in the uh, 70s. Mm -hmm. if, you, if there's ever a nuclear war between us and the Soviets, get into an old refrigerator. <laughs> mm -hmm. And right near fine. the blast site. You'll How be many fine. Times? Right near the, it doesn't matter. I mean, you could be at ground zero. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If you're in the fridge, you'll be fine. Our school so had refrigerators awful. lined up mm -hmm. in the hallway. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Those were That's the Cold War? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, stupid. <laughs> so bad. So anyway, there were two problems. One, filming on location in Nevada wasn't in the budget. Two, creating the effect of the nuclear explosion would cost a million dollars, according to Industrial Light and Magic, which was the money that the team didn't have, so Zemeckis did something else, and we all know what that is now. Hmm. Yeah, they, well, they made it believable. They, they hooked up to a, a, 
a wire tower. that hooked up to a clock right. that got hit right. by lightning and then got going at the exact speed they needed to go. 88 miles an hour, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was 88 it? miles 88. an hour. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. uh, so believable that it could happen. So. What they needed was uh, 1.21 gigawatts of electricity. <laughs> gigawatts, right. Uh, so. And here's the thing. Uh, DeLoreans couldn't go 88 miles an hour. <laughs> really? For that short not, period of time, they might have been able to. Ooh, I don't know. Not without uh, not without having to put water in them again in the radiator because <laughs> the radiator would run dry going 88 miles an hour. Yeah. Man, those cars sucked. Uh, Glenn had one. We used to drive around Baltimore in it. And <laughs> I swear it was every two blocks we had to put water in that thing because the radiator was in the back. Right, or, so everything the, had to go through the engine. And the engine was engine, in the front, right? so it, or vice versa, and it so all it had to... So too hot. Yeah, so it heat overheated all It's such, a, it's such an incredible story, actually. Is there a good documentary on that, on, on the DeLorean? I don't know, think so. I don't know that I've ever seen it, but he was a big Coke fiend, and maybe that, right. maybe he was on Coke when he invented the oh, thing. Oh, well. Because that know. was one of the big things. So that's kind of why one of the reasons the company fell apart. He would have lots of yeah. drug problems and legal problems associated with that. But yeah. also, like, just that a guy, he decides to start his own car company, uh, and make him out of stainless steel, yeah. which was super so, heavy, super heavy, and 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 then the the doors going. It was just a, it's just an interesting story. Yeah, uh, his his the life going and, door is a cool concept. Yes, I don't is. know how practical it. it is. Do you, I mean have you ever had one? That, no, that does. I haven't either. No, uh, but it seems like it would be kind of cumbersome. Yeah, it's just better. You know, they just seem like it'd be cooler, different to it's have them cool. like that go yeah, up like that. And then the suicide doors on the the old Lincoln and stuff. They're just different. That's all. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, how about Monty Python? Uh, original vision for Monty Python and the Holy Grail, including living, breathing horses. The problem was that horses need trainers and stunt doubles and food and saddles, not to mention a whole new uh, character who learns about the value of friendship through the loyalty of a good animal, who will definitely be put down by the end of the movie. Uh, this is, of course, Crack Magazine writing this. Uh, Monty Python didn't have the budget for any of that stuff, so the horses were nixed altogether. They used the coconuts to make the sounds of the horses, which is kind of a classic moment in that, oh, yeah. uh, in that film. Yeah, it is. And again, like if they had more money, they probably would have had real horses, and, uh, you and know, it wouldn't uh, have been as funny. What right. are the um, uh, Bob Odenkirk, who is uh, you know uh, now suddenly very famous, a uh, guy who's in Breaking Bad and in um, uh, 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 Better Call Saul now, the lead character in that show, which is up for mm -hmm. uh, an Emmy for Best Drama, by the way. Uh, along, along with many things, back in the day, he did Mr. Show, which was kind of how the how he, I, I don't know, to me is still. It's one of the best shows of all time. And it was a sketch comedy show. And, and he actually worked on um, Saturday Night Live as well. And, and I remember an interview with him where he kind of contrasted the difference between Mr. Show, which was a low-budget show, uh, and, and Saturday Night Live, which is obviously the gold standard when it comes to those shows. And he mm -hmm. talked about how they would spend so much time getting the wigs to look legitimate. They would spend so much time on the set to make sure the set looked great. And it's like, mm -hmm. Mr. Show, you watch it, and, like, the wigs are falling off. They bump into doors. They just, like, fall over. You know, it, they didn't have the money for it. But it, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about all those aesthetics uh, that, you know, are great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the charm of those shows can come from just kind of being silly and realizing, hey, acknowledging, hey, yeah, we have no budget. I mean, we certainly do it on this show. <laughs> we have no budget at all. Uh, and I think that's – I actually think that's a positive in a lot of ways. Sometimes when you try so hard for that other stuff – you wind up losing what you're really going for. Have you seen the sign behind us? Look at the sign. Can you get a close-up of the sign behind us? You know, uh -huh. I mean, here's that. a guy who lies and says we have no budget. We replaced the Hollywood sign yeah, with a patent stoom sign. That, you know what that cost? Yeah, that did cost us. It cost us $100 <laughs> million. Dollars. It, it yeah. did cost us $100 million. And yeah. then we had to take it immediately down and put it back. Uh, if you go there now, it says Hollywood again. Right. Um, we did but we did, we did do that for five minutes. 
to get eat. that shot. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, was it a, was it an odd choice? I'll go with yeah. Probably. You know. You know, when we could have spent a hundred million on some other things. But sometimes like maybe an episode of leakages. I don't know. You know. <laughs> you need more money for leakages. <laughs> yeah. Talk about leakages. How much money have you spent now on leakages? Forty-seven trillion dollars. <laughs> Just to show things that are leaking. <laughs> that are leaking. It's important. It's important work, Stu, and you know that. Can we so. get another episode of Leakages at some point? Yes, we can. Yes, let's do that. I would like let's to. I would like to, if we can, put something like that together. Right. We, did, we did one for our Christmas uh, special yes, we did. on Wonderful World of Stu. Uh, was it last year or the year before? It was two years ago now, right? Yeah. Wow. Going on two years ago. Gosh, we need a new episode amazing. badly of yeah, Leakages. In fact, 90% of the audience <laughs> are now saying, what are they talking about Leakages? We, I know. It's been too long. Well, we've got the, oh, we, long. We have the trailer, right? The teaser. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we that's, have done. The that's done, by the way. The that's teaser's done. The teaser's done. Trailer's done. That's in the bag. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Something else that's done is a uh, now Star Wars is coming out December 18th, I think. So a week before Christmas, mm. we get the new Star Wars finally, which is called uh, is it Revenge of the Jedi or Opportunity of the Sith or uh, Let's blow up another spaceport. <laughs> that is it's that one. It's the third one. That's it's Star Wars Star Wars Episode Seven. Spaceport. Let's blow up another. Okay, that's spaceport. what I thought it was. Yeah. Okay, the, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Thank you. That's what it is. <laughs> so they're not going with. Let's blow up another spaceport. That's a way better name. <laughs> I think that's Episode Nine. So anyway, uh, years ago, Star Wars uh, did a public service announcement, and and here it is on Kids Don't Smoke. <laughs> Arto, where are you? Arto? Arto, you're on fire! Arto, Dito, you found a cigarette! Oh my gosh. Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs and is very bad for your heart. I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, R2. Oh, hello. Hi. You know smoking is bad for your health, and it isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. Wow, that's a... R2, do you really think I They misspelled the word galaxy. Did you see that? Can we get a free? Can we get a still of that? It's a galaxy from a galaxy far, far away. That's I I can't believe that Lucas allowed that. In 1983, he oh yeah, look at that a galaxy far, far away. I got to tell you, it's advertising like that that just makes me want to smoke. And you know what? Oh my gosh! You should a pack, two, three packs a day. Do it. I don't think that's enough. Do it. I think for like six, seven. Six packs a day. Eight packs a day. Do it. Yeah. You know what? It's okay for you, Jeffy. You'll be yeah. fine. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You don't have a heart either, just like uh, C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. All right, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven back. There's more patents, too, coming up.
888-727-BECK is our phone number. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's all the time we have today. I'm Pat and Stu. We'll see you next time. Nice. Leakages. They're one of our most powerful forces. <laughs> In a matter of seconds, I have nearly filled this cup <laughs> with leakage. Just. This is what we'll be exploring today <laughs> on our initial edition of Leakages. I'm going to tell you something, something on the inside so behind the scenes stupid. on that. Uh, yeah. That's going to surprise people. Uh, that was one take. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was one take. Yeah, it was. That's very, what they call you. One, one take point. that. And, and very surprising. You're right. Very surprising. Uh, I think a lot of people would be. Oh no, they couldn't pull it off. Incredibly impressed no, by that. No, I couldn't put no, it. No, please. You couldn't pull that off. I cannot believe we come in here and get paid to do the show. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> so stupid. Again, like to invent, to go through the scenario of what led to that moment. Which is one of the dumbest things oh, anyone's ever so seen. It's so stupid. It's, it was just so stupid. It was just a word in a, a story <laughs> that I found funny. And we decided it should be a show named Leakages. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize what was Rosario. Do was it about? Oh, it came from Rosario Dawson and the Keystone Pipeline, I'm being told. I didn't even remember that that was oh, the story that, that it came from. And so we didn't even know if it was an actual word, which I think it turned out to be, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a show. We yeah, obviously made it into a show. word. That's a fair point. Uh, all right. Triple eight seven two seven back There's a new documentary that's going to tell the uh, story behind the movies. And uh, some big-time directors like, and co-writers like uh, Robert Zemeckis, Bob Gale, and, and uh, producer Steven Spielberg are in it. And it's called Back in Time. Hits theaters October 21st, the same day Michael J., Fox arrived in the future in the trilogy's second installment. So I guess it's a back in time. It's a it's a it's about Back to the Future. Yeah, and a documentary on the making of the of the series. I'm right? really excited about. It. I think yeah, it should be good. We might be talking to the director of it. I don't, uh, oh yeah, uh, on Wonderful World of Sue one of these weeks. Um, yeah, because we've okay. been back and forth with them. Like, I'm, I'm I love this movie. It's one of my all time favorite. It's movies. a great movie. Uh, the whole you know and uh, so a, a kind of a series of, uh, about the you know. Uh, the, the way it was made and, and all that stuff. We kind of went through a little bit mm -hmm. just a, a couple of minutes ago, but it, it looks really yeah. interesting. Let's watch the trailer. We were sitting in the theater waiting for the Royals to come in, and I realized that the seat next to me is empty, and then it dawns on me that Princess Diana is going to be sitting next to me. The movie starts, and it occurs to me that I'm like, like a fake yawn and an arm stretch away from being on a date with the Princess of Wales. visiting my parents over the summer of 1980, came across my father's high school yearbook. My father had gone to the same high school that I went to. And I'm thinking, if I'd gone to high school with my dad, would I have been friends with him? It really is, for me, and arguably the greatest time travel movie ever put on film. If we would have done something different at one moment, would it have changed our whole lives for the better? I think it's the best thing that I've ever written. I mean, along with Bob, of course. Zemeckis and Gale really found lightning in a bottle. You probably have one of those in your in a lifetime. Lightning in a bottle tends to stick around for a long time. 
Universal put us in touch with a product placement company. They said to me, if you change the DeLorean to a Ford Mustang, you'll get $75,000. And I looked this guy straight in the eye and I said, Doc Brown doesn't drive a f***ing Mustang. Back to the Future knows no boundaries within a certain country. It's worldwide. It reaches everyone. It has such resonance with what we're trying to do with Secret Cinema. You can be anyone you want to be, and you can do anything you want to do. They want to be Marty McFly. They want to travel back to the future. They want to fall in love with their mother. I'm joking. I actually kind of connected a little bit with George McFly. He's a guy that was an outcast. He had big dreams. He had big goals of being this person that no one else thought that he could be. Here's this iconic piece of so many people's childhoods just sitting there falling apart and rotting. Something's got to be done about this. Let's restore it. I'll do it. It's great to have a bunch of lunatics on your side. We maxed out that card on a DeLorean. What are they doing with that car? They drive around the country working for Michael J. Fox's charity. They're crazy, but they're crazy good. It was the right thing to do. Life has taken us places we really never knew it would take us. And that's what Back to the Future is about. The movie defines the taste of butter popcorn. And, of course... They picked the right song. Wow. They even got Huey Lewis and yeah, everybody. Jeez. Yeah, That's actually, amazing. I'm reminded uh, that I actually did this. We did do this on Wonderful World of Stew last year. That we talked to the director of it. Um, and it's amazing because he really did put... He got everybody, basically, yeah. from the cast. He really, you know, uh, put together a really cool look at this movie, which really is one of the iconic movies of that era. I mean, mm -hmm. it really is, and um, certainly one of my favorite movies of all Looking time. Looking at those people reminds you how long it's been, too. It's been 30 freaking 30 years. years. Mm -hmm. 30 years, and uh, we've all changed a little since then. Maybe we could post uh, the interview from Wonderful World of Stew on Facebook mm -hmm. about, the, about the movie. If you want to go there, yeah, you can go to my Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com slash stewbergier, but of course you're not going to be able to spell that, so just, I don't know, search for it or something. Good safety tip. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> you know, it's hard to send people to your Facebook page when your last name is Bergier. Yeah. People don't know how to spend it. It's B-U-R-G-U-I-E-R-E. -E. What? B-U-R-G-U-I-E-R-E. -E. Wait, let me just... B-U-R-G-U-I-E-R-E. That didn't even make any sense. Well, the, the fact... Why don't you change many, that? Let me ask you this. Why don't you change that? How many that? words or names do you know that have U, then uh -huh. I, then E? U-I-E? None. There's not a lot. Oh, I mean, they're all French. Anything yeah. I know is French. Yeah, and that's, I guess, maybe the So, yeah. Well, it's so, not a surprise that Glenn ended up just calling you Stu. <laughs> it really isn't. Right? I mean, but I, Steve is pronounceable. Could, my name is. is Steve. They could have said Steve. That's and, easy. That's not on the website. Right. That's it's, not on your no, Facebook. No, it's just Stu. <laughs> so if you go Stu, Glenn Beck, Facebook, yeah, I guess you'd probably get to it that way. All right. I don't even know how it works. Okay. Or just ignore the whole thing and don't even bother with it. That, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense.